Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. It is Wednesday, July 29th. The year is 2020. The year is Tom Izzo's year. That's what it is. <laughs> the year is... The year is whatever year Tom Izzo says it is. Woo! Excuse me. I'm your host, Will Hunter, joined by my really concerned about Demon Spawn... Demons was it Demon Spawn or Demon Sperm trending on Twitter? Host it, Matt Sheehan. De- it was Demon Sperm. Yeah, Demon once you sperm. read that, that doesn't leave your head. Yeah, so I quite vividly remember reading that earlier this morning. Yeah, let me try that again. I am joined by my mm. really concerned about Demon Sperm trending on Twitter co-host Matt Sheehan. Mm-hmm. Matt, how are you? Uh, fine. Uh, death is inevitable. We're all going to make it there one day. And the reason I say that is because today could be my day. It is big 10 K virtual run day on this side of the microphone. Uh, this might be the last you find people here for me. So before we go any further, I just want to thank you guys for listening to all these months, weeks that I was on the show. Will, thank you for adding me as a co-host. I will forever cherish this moment. Um, yeah, politicize my death, please. Thanks. That's all I wanted to say. Fantastic. How would you like me to politicize it? Something about demon sperm? Yeah, if you could mix that in with, like, trying to abolish long-distance running, that would be Mm. great, too. Now, I know know full well this is all voluntary, and I do not have to do this. I still don't have to do this. I could just eat the $20 and never do the run. Uh, but what fun is that? You know, sometimes you got to scare yourself and flirt with death a little bit, and that's what I'm gonna hear. Uh, that's what I'm here to do today on Wednesday. Right now, we're recording this on Tuesday night. I'm in the hydrating process, so if you hear me take a long pull of a liquid on this side of the microphone, uh, sadly, it's not a white claw or a beer today. It is a uh, Gatorade, which I will be chafing down the next 24 hours, roughly. Looking forward to it. So prayers. Uh, to any god that you believe in would just be well appreciated <laughs> today. Uh, so thanks, thanks in advance for for all those. So yes, well, to long story short, I'm doing fine for now. I'm doing fine. Fantastic! I'm very happy for you. Yeah, I'm not. But thanks. Speaking of happy, yeah, hey now, hey <laughs> now. At least I went out <laughs> watching time. It's okay. From Mississauga, Ontario. Mr. Boishe. Ooh, put some stank on that name. Boishe. Boishe. We're going to talk about how to say his name. Five star, six foot ten center. Come on down. Woo! No, Coach K, that's not your recruit. That's Tom Izzo's recruit, baby, because that's how things go now, apparently. That's just the way the world works now. It's crazy. Well, I got to say, so, like, they had that graphic on Rivals today of, uh, oh, okay, uh, he's going to be announcing his commitment at 1130. They had the schools like uh, Oklahoma State. Uh, I, I forgot the other ones. But there was Duke and Kentucky on there, and I got to say, this is a sign of growth for the Spartan fan base. I saw that. And I didn't immediately chuck this up as a loss or, like, get scared or anything or was like, oh, I'm not even going to watch anymore. I saw the graphic with MSU paired with Duke and Kentucky for a, a recruit and felt comfortable. Like, what? What? What year? What is going on in 2020? My God, that might be the craziest thing that's happened so far this year. I got to be honest. I don't know why Duke and Kentucky were up there. I don't think they ever offered. 
that's enough. That's enough from you. That's enough from you. All right. They were, they've been both recruiting him for a while. Um, See, okay. So yeah, he, we picked MSU over them, but I don't think he ever officially got an offer. And he's, Uh, it was, it was coming. It was coming early. Very early. Very, but uh, you know, I like what his uh, what he had to say. You know, he knew where he wanted to go to school. He didn't want to string the other coaches along. So let's just uh, throw on that green and white jersey on and about twenty different edits I've seen today. God bless all you fine Photoshop editors. You do uh, the Lord's work. Um, wow, he looks solid in the green and white. As do Max Christie. As does Imani Bates. As does Pierre Brooks. Wow, what an off season for your Spartans. Ooh, that's nice. That's nice. Well, that's, uh, that's what we're going to be talking about here on today's oh. episode. We're going to talk about the commitment uh, of Enoch Boache. We're going to talk about how to say his name. Uh, we're going to talk about him a little bit, um, just kind of what to expect from his game, when to expect him on campus, what that might mean. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we should spend a little bit of time talking about Tom Izzo going from bridesmaid to bride. Oh my God! Yes, smoke uh, show bride. Yeah, Jesus. it has been an interesting month, especially put in the context of the last decade. Yeah. Uh, and if we don't run to the end of show, end of the show with all that, we will talk about Michigan State having sixteen, presumably football players, uh, with COVID. <laughs> that old better, thing. Better than seventeen, I guess. That's- yeah, so we're gonna go with you. Kind of thought like, oh, really? We're quarantining everyone, okay? Precautionary? Like, yep, it's two weeks quarantine for everyone. Like, okay, I don't think this is one person. No, but do you know who is one person? Who is one person, Matt? Enoch Boache, Boache, Boache. Reminded to was rate, that, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked On Spartans wherever you get your podcast. Matt, are you ready? Yeah, I've seen the pronunciation of his name yeah. written out yep. so many times, but like you see how it's actually spelled, and that still plays tricks in my mind yeah. right now. Like it I looks hear like Boache, like, and I still don't like, think that's right. It looks like Boakai, which is how we were saying it when we were talking about this last week, because I had never uh, seen the pronunciation. I had just seen like, oh, five-star or high four-star then. Big man, connected to MSU, looks good. Oh, he's committing. Oh, he's going to go to Michigan State. We should probably figure out how to say his name. Yeah, apologies to uh, the Boshi family there for you're completely still, hacking up his name. I don't. Is it Boshi or Boshe? Walk me through this one right now. Okay, I've been going Enoch Boache. Boache. Okay. I think that's it. I'm cutting off one too many syllables there at the end. You're you're, you're putting like too much flair on it. You're like Boache. Boache. It's a chip. <laughs> okay. Boache. Fine. All right. Well, that's uh, I did not ju- what we're here to talk about primarily, right? I guess we'll talk about how he fits in the team and whatnot. Yeah, we could do that. I, I did enjoy, though, that a number of people were like, all right, here's how you pronounce his name. It's oh, very, sorry, it I was, I was like a hard pull gator right there. Um, okay, yeah. it is Boachi, but it's not okay. It's not Boache, it's Boachi. Yeah, that's not as fun. Okay, Boachi. regardless. Okay, okay. that No, is good. Yeah, because it's too easier. Thanks, Stephen Brooks. One Which, time for Stephen Brooks. Come on the pod, Fine. dude. Like, send me a text message. I haven't talked to you in like a month. Yeah, God. I, I miss you, Brooksy. Love you. I miss you, Brooksy. The only thing I love, too, is Tommy Izzo pulling in his 15th best recruit of all time in the 247 composite era. That's big time. He's pulled in Imani Bates, which is the number one overall commit. 
his number five best commit in Max Christie, and now his number 15th best commit. All in a four-week stretch. Not a bad summer for Mr. Tom Izzo, may I add. Not bad at all. No, it's not bad. <laughs> uh, how do you want to attack this first? Do you want to talk about him as a player? I think we, let's do him as a player. Yeah, break down him as about, a player really yeah, quick. We can yeah. talk about scholarships, and we can just give Tom Izzo some love, okay? Why not? That's a perfect 20 minutes right there. Perfect. So, um, I think the first thing we need to say about Mr. Boachi is this is a man already. Of course he is, yeah. <laughs> he is 6'10", 250, and it's not like – I think it was Brendan Quinn who wrote he had like 2 or 3% body fat, and if you look at him, you're like, yep, that's, that's – yep. yeah. There's a lot of juiced roster uh, weights and heights. This yes. is not one of them. Yes. Not one of them. <laughs> he, um, similar to Matty Sissoko, they do some things similarly. Uh, he's a big, physical, strong dude with long mm-hmm. arms who is yeah, a range. great athlete uh, and is going to be just like a defensive anchor and a very vicious finisher around the rim, like regardless of if there's any sort of like development or anything, which we'll talk about, you're going to get that. You're going to get size and power and strength and athleticism from a like legit center. He can do some forwardy type things, but he's going to, he's like a, I don't want to say a throwback center. Cause that's like, Oh, he's just going to sit down on the block. And like, he's um, like a Jilly Okafor, right? No, not yeah. Right. He's like a modern take on a traditional back to the basket center. He can do stuff. He can bang down low, but he can also move in the pick and roll. And like him diving to the rim is going to be really fun to to see. He is, and on the other end too, he he can start your fast break too. Like he, he he's can. got some yes. nice handles for a six foot ten yes. center. Yeah, very nice handles to kick off the outlet with. Yeah, when he so he's a big, physical, strong, like legitimate man. He will arrive to Michigan State. Uh, he'll be even if he reclassifies. Uh, he'll be eighteen. He's a year older than kind of your typical uh, American high school prospect. Uh, but he's he's physically developed already, and that's not something you always get. Xavier Tillman's a prime example, right? He showed up a little, you know, little mm-hmm. doughy, and then by year three, he looks like Adonis. Like this dude is coming in looking like Adonis already. So he's going to be a big physical presence. And gosh, him and Maddie Sissoko, if they can, if they end up playing together, and if they have like skill sets where it's not. Spacing isn't an issue, right? You can get some shots up. One of them can be out by the three-point line, whatever. Like, dear God, that'd be just two giant men with long arms. And it'll be hard to score on that. What you were alluding to is his skills, Matt. The more traditional sort of, Mm -hmm. I don't know, dribble, pass, shoot type things that have become much more common in in big guys. What if you, do you want to just sort of, I'm sure you've watched some clips Mm-hmm. Seems like you yeah. have. Do you want to just sort of lay out because I just did the the last segment what you've sort of seen from him uh, from a skill development standpoint and development is a key word there for sure. And if I repeat anything, uh, it's because I received a DM just now from a certain uh, Bwashi head coach in high school. So we will be having him on the pod sometime in the future. There so excuse me <laughs> if I repeat anything you said. Uh, yeah, just, well, obviously right off the top, build, rangy, wingspan for sure. But yeah, he has the ability to 
dribble. Now, I don't know. Time is my having an aneurysm seen this. Seen this <laughs> from a center. But, like, he can rebound the ball. And they, there are some highlights of him on many of his tapes out there. That him going coast to coast. Like, just rip it down mm-hmm. the board. And, I got, guy, you four people that are stay back. Just you cherry pick on defense. I, I got the rest of this from here. I'll see you guys in 94 feet. And just finishes at the rim. So, it's very... Nice to see that. Uh, but, yeah, we'll see how much he gets to actually utilize that, too. Um, but, yeah, just athlete. Athlete is, like, the word that just pops out. Mm-hmm. Like, good runner, good movement, agility, good with his hands. I, it's just athlete, 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 and a six foot ten chiseled uh, body that could reclassify, perhaps, maybe, if I'm alluding to uh, what we're going to talk about next. Yeah, let's do that here um, in in the next segment. Let's talk about when he could be... Uh, arriving on campus and what that might look like. We'll do that here in just a hot second. Nice. Okay, so you pretty much laid it out there, Matt, and I had uh, mentioned earlier that he's a year older than kind of everyone else in his class. So uh, people who, who know things seem to think it's not if he reclassifies, it's when he reclassifies. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is something that you'll see with elite Canadian prospects that could they're like Kareem Monet is kind of I, I don't know how he ended up in this class and we've talked about him a lot but like he's 19 <laughs> like he's right he's right finishing high school at 19 and Boachi would be finishing high school as a 19 year old as well and and if he didn't go to college would probably go straight to the NBA draft depending on sort of how he develops over the next year so I think it's a very likely, very realistic shot that he ends up uh, reclassifying to the 2021 class, Matt, which let's just, if if he does and Amani Bates does, you're looking at a 2021 class of number one overall Amani Bates, five-star, mm-hmm. number 12 overall Max Christie, five-star somewhere 18 to 22 overall Enoch Boachi. And then Pierre Brooks, who's in the 60s, and then probably Jaden Akins, who I think is like 75. Like they're both 60, mid 60s, mid 70s. Pierre Brooks and Jaden Akins. That's wild. Where you're to quote <laughs> worst, and this this is not the right word to use, but worst for Cruz are top 75 guys. Yes. Wow. <laughs> That's yikes. Okay. Good luck, everyone else. Yes. So that leaves a conundrum. <laughs> <laughs> sure does. Well, it's a, yeah. Um, we, listen, me and you, Will, we're doing our part behind the scenes at the NCAA. We've contacted Mark Emmert to see if we can get 16 scholarship mm-hmm. athletes for men's basketball for the 2021-2022 season. We'll let the listeners know how that goes uh, as soon as we can. But for now, you get 13 scholarships. Right now they're at 13, and that's not counting Bates or Bawashi. Or if Jaden Akins wants to come on down, that doesn't include him either. Right now that only includes Brooks and Christie. Yes. So Uh-oh. in order for this to all work out, you're going to have to free up three scholarship spots. Yep. The absolute cleanest way to do this, the cleanest likely way to do this, mm-hmm. is Aaron Henry goes pro, which yep. I think, like honestly, we can almost bank that. At this point, unless he gets injured, I have a hard time seeing him not go pro. Likewise. Aaron Henry goes pro. That that gives you one spot. Mm-hmm. Rocket Watts goes pro. Joey Hauser goes pro. The That's the cleanest likely. I don't think it's the most likely, but I think it's the cleanest likely scenario. There are other like clean ones like 
oh, yeah, Aaron Henry, Gabe Brown, and Marcus Bingham all go pro, and everything's hunky-dory. And, like, yeah, that's probably not going to happen. That, that doesn't seem very likely. But, like, Aaron Henry, Hauser Watts going pro, that is on the spectrum of, like, yeah, that could happen, and it's the cleanest way to get it done, Matt. But, like you're saying, not the most likely scenario. No, I think the most likely scenario is one, maybe two of those three go pro. Mm-hmm. And then you're looking at someone who's like, who's told, hey, maybe you should grad transfer uh, so you can play. Because. Not to name names, but someone that shares a position where they look behind them and they see Maddie Sissoka, who would be a sophomore if he were to come back next year, which I feel like would be likely. I, obviously, yeah. we haven't seen him play college yet, but. Um, or so, Bocci behind them, too. You've seen the writing on the wall there. It's. It's a log jam at that position. There's going to be a lot of guys in the front court, and you're going to have two seniors. Uh, depending, and honestly, like I don't know, Marcus Bingham could have an incredible year this year, and you're like, yeah, like he's doing an Adrian Payne. Like this guy's going to be our starter in year four. We've seen it happen. It's not out of the realm of possibility. So like this right. is all just like hypothetically speaking and we're going to use their names here real quick because it's easier to talk about it that way not saying anyone is like the most likely but like yeah say it just isn't an, a good season for the guys up front Bingham Kithier are going to be seniors and they're like yeah you're getting 6 to 10 minutes and it's kind of like eh and then those two are looking behind them and they see all right Maddie Sissoko has already jumped me he's a sophomore we're bringing in this five star kid uh, who's jumping into the class? Like he's probably gonna start. Malik Hall has jumped me on the depth chart. You know, I'm like I'm a senior. I'm fifth, sixth on the front court depth chart. You know, yeah. and you don't even have to be like, hey, you should go. Like uh, kids want to play, and if you got your degree from MSU, and you're like, yeah, it just didn't totally work out here. Maybe I'll do it somewhere else. Like that stuff happens all the time, Matt. Yeah, it happens all the time, and whether you know you tell your coach or you tell the coach where you're transferring, um, you know that's up for a different discussion. Not to name a Nojel Eastern or anything like that, but uh, yeah, that absolutely <laughs> does happen. Yes, but yeah. and also too, like one name too that Marble will also be a junior as well. And there's been some high speak about him so far, like just this off season, headed into his sophomore year. So he might be another guy that takes like a big trampoline jump coming up in this season, yeah. If when it happens, um, and we have no idea, like. Like you you said, it could be Marble, Malik Hall could be like take a huge step. Maddie Sissoko could go one and like he's just like he's a like thirty fifth recruit, something like that. Mm-hmm. Like he's a really good recruit. Like he yeah, could great just, frame. Right. Yeah, he could blow up and like, oh, Maddie Sissoko's a first round pick and he could be a one and done. There are a number of different ways that this could play out, but there's the potential of Six scholarships taken up. Right now, on the books, there are six senior scholarships next year. That's just not really a sustainable method. It was You don't see that a lot. No. And they signed the five-man class a few years ago with Henry, Brown, Bingham, Kithier, and Lawyer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you look at that class, you're like, yeah, I don't see all five of these guys making it to the end together. Like, that is just, it would have been really low odds. Someone's going to go pro early. Someone's going to leave early. You know, that's just how it, someone's going to go pro in their junior year. Like, that's just how these things sort of shake out. When you sign a five-man class, you don't do it with the intention of moving them through all four years because it kind of would make a mess of your scholarship situation. 
Um, and these things have a way of working it out, uh, working themselves out. There's certainly, I don't know, I, it's tough, but like with the exception of Hauser, like in that group, the most talented players on that roster will be freshmen, sophomores, maybe juniors. Like if Watts just, is around, right? Yeah, if Watts is around. That's just kind of how it, it's shaken out. It's It's tough, but like. There's three five-star freshmen, <laughs> Matt. It'd be like that sometimes, yeah. yeah. No, I know. And, and that's a crappy part, too, because, like, uh, let's all lean in close here. You, you take this trade every time. You, the, you, this is a, a no-brainer from the uh, yeah. staff's perspective, for sure. And I believe it was before they signed um, the class with Bridges, mm. ja- uh, Langford, Winston Ward. Like, there was attrition. Mm-hmm. Mar- Marvin Clark, Javon Bess. Yeah. They transferred. Yep. And, like, I don't, it's, every situation is different. Some guys just want to play. Some guys leave the team because they're mad. Some guys are like, yeah, this was a good experience, but I just feel like playing 25 minutes in the MAC or something like that. Like, Sure. That's how she or goes. Or Iowa State. Yeah. Or Iowa State. It's always and down Iowa Ames State. And, and, and have yourself a great time down in Ames. It's, it's been a while. It's been a hot minute since we've had someone go down. Who was the last one? Was it Lucius or Allen? They were so uh, close together that I, I forgot. Then, yeah, Lucius went right after, I believe. Okay, got it. Gotcha. Where'd Javon Best go? Did he go to St. Louis? St. Louis. Then Marvin Clark went to St. John's, I believe. St. John. Okay. Javon Best is a pro. Did you know that? For, not in the NBA. He's in the G League. Good for him! Yeah. Wow! Like yeah, he's kind of he's not I, I guess like floating around is a decent way to say it. But yeah, he's been uh, on the hey, G League. G League is G League. I'm I'm not here to knock the G League, man. You no, make it there. No. That, that that that's incredible. I, I know a lot of people, not a lot, but like some people are like oh the G League. Oh that's no that's that's still pretty damn good to to get yourself there. Wow! I good for him. Yeah, he went good for, for him. 15, he was 15 and seven his senior year for St. Louis. Second team all A10, A10 defensive player of the year, two-time A10 defensive team. Like, Dang. He was wow. a pretty good player. He had a glow up. Okay. Good, yeah. good on him. Yeah. So, yeah. Just a little side <laughs> track there. But, yeah, he transferred out of Michigan State. Um, Marvin Clark did. Same time. Like, it happens. It, I know it hasn't happened at MSU in a while. Like, we, we mm-hmm. thought. Uh, Nick Ward might be someone who was a little unhappy at, at some point. But yeah, there hasn't been too much attrition via transfer in a while, but I think it's very realistic that uh, it could be happening this offseason, Matt. Heck yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, yeah. spritz yourselves. Yeah. What's right. he, really quick, and maybe we can extend this in the next segment. What's your favorite salty response as MSU is getting their third five star in the last four weeks? We're going to do that in the next segment. Okay, perfect. Yeah, we're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about Tom Izzo. Uh, just you said it about uh, Javon Best glowing up, mm, which is a big, big beautiful glow up for Tom Izzo. Oh, we'll do that here in a second. Okay, so my favorite is. Um, Izzo doesn't develop five stars. That's that's a great one. That is just a fantastic one. I think he had a tweet today that kind of lays out. I did. Um, how how just on the nose that is. Uh, <laughs> so with everything right. If you want to say Izzo doesn't really get five stars, that's actually relatively accurate. Sure. Um, so since two thousand three, 
Izzo has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight composite five stars in mm-hmm. 17 years, basically. Now it's more, but of guys who've actually played a, a game. So Christie, Boachi, Bates aren't counting on this. So okay. in the composite era since 2003, so composite five-star recruits under Tom Izzo, uh, First-round picks. Actually, let's do lottery picks. Miles Bridges, Jaron Jackson, who was third overall. And then Adrian Payne was 15th overall. The lottery goes to top 14. So that's kind of like, it's like right there, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. First-round picks, aside from that, Shannon Brown and Gary Harris, who was 19th overall. That's a, it's a shame that Harris has already flamed out of the league because he wasn't developed. Yes. Shoot. Yes. Darn. Yes. So uh, second round, Brandon Dawson. And then not drafted, Delvon Rowe, because he retired due to injury, and Langford, who is still on the team and has had two foot surgeries because he got injured. So yeah. all of Tom Izzo's five stars who did not get hurt got drafted. Mm-hmm. Uh, four of the six have had either like, so Shannon Brown had a really long, great NBA career, was around for a long time. Uh, Jaron Jackson is a future all-star. Miles Bridges looks like he's going to be a solid player. Gary Harris has already made close to $100 million. Um, Adrian Payne was out of the league after a few years, and Brandon Dawson was out of the league relatively quickly. That seems like pretty good development, pretty good hit rate. Is is getting to the NBA uh, like a good thing or or no? Oh, it is. Okay, okay. Yeah, I think that's that's like when you talk about development, I think that's what you refer to. And like Jaron Jackson was the number eight recruit, ended up third in the draft. Bridges was 12, ended up 12. Harris was like 19, ended up 19. Payne was, I think, 25, ended up 15 in the draft. Shannon Brown was four and got taken 25, and then BJ was like 27 and ended up like 42 or something like that. So like mm-hmm. half of them got taken either in higher spots or at least at the worst the same spot that they were relative to their class rankings. Like the idea that, uh, yeah, that Tom Izzo can't do anything with five stars uh, is ridiculous. He just doesn't get a lot of them. No, correct. Uh, so that's a good one. Now, I... I... I can't decide what my favorite one is. It's either the fans that say, uh, "Oh, like automatically assume, like, oh, well, they'll never play at MSU yes. anyway." So <laughs> I, I'm I'm not worried about it as they're in the middle of like a two hour long tirade on Twitter about how not worried about it they are. Um, Side so note: U of M should have offered like crisis counseling to uh, their fans after the whole Isaiah Todd and Josh Christopher thing happened within 24 hours of each other because <laughs> that has psychologically destroyed them beyond repair. Sure. And honestly, and, I get it. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. It sucks. Absolutely. But here's one thing that maybe a lot of people don't understand. Josh Christopher is still going to college. Yes. Like he, he didn't take the pro route either. Yeah. I think a lot of people are forgetting about that. Like, oh, we got spurned by Todd and Christopher. The, the, the Sun Devils, the Arizona State Sun Devil, who's going to college next year, that one. Okay. So, oh, that's right. He's he's not going. But I think above all, the, the best one is... Uh, Oh, well, they won't do well in the tournament anyway. Like, oh, they, 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 they don't win. Oh, so they can go to MSU and not win anything? Like, that's that's a really aggressive statement to trot out in the middle of a three-peat Big Ten title dance and when the last tournament that happened. I, hold on. Let's see. Who were the four teams? Oh, MSU was one of the four teams there for Tom Izzo's eighth Final Four? Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah, that's a weird way of saying that you lack success. 
in the hardware category. That's uh, that's bizarre. It almost looks like we're grasping on straws here and losing our minds a little bit down the road. But, I mean, I get it. I'd be pumping my chest, too. They got Juwan Howard, so they're going to be getting great recruits in no time. Tom Izzo, his recruiting days are done. Way done. Way, way done. No, this this is just... A flash in the pan for old Tom Izzo. He's never had success before. He won't shortly after this. So this is just... No. Juwan Howard's coming, baby. Watch out. Clowns. Idiots. <laughs> Morons. Losers. <laughs> Fans of ninth place teams. <laughs> it is wild. Like, Juwan Howard gets hired. Michigan fans say, Oh, Izzo's recruiting is done. Michigan Dunzo. is here. Izzo is done, and all that's happened is Michigan State won the Big Ten, Michigan finished ninth, and Izzo had the greatest recruiting stretch he's ever had. <laughs> ah, but 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 Michigan did win a vacation tournament to start the year against a definitely not overrated UNC team. Yeah, let's then, not forget then that. Tweeted uh, how they went from unranked to number four in one week, not mentioning um, what happened. What did that. what did what did happen after that? Surely they stay in the top five the entire season, or at least a top twenty-five. They certainly didn't. Let's. Oh my. Let's. I also enjoy uh, Michigan State has a bag man now. Like, come on. Yeah, we're, no, 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 no. We're not here to talk about that. We're not here to talk about that. They didn't have a bag man when Jabari Parker was around, but now they've got one. And they still have Tom Izzo too. It's Mel Tucker. Nice. Mel Tucker's Tom Izzo's oh. bag man. Bill Beekman himself. Billy Bags. <laughs> Billy Bags. Uh, let's let's real quickly here. Seen the praises of Juan Tom Izzo? Yeah, it's just, I don't know. Like, I was happy for him. Like, obviously he's accomplished so much. And of course. for years, the second title just ate at the guy, right? And mm-hmm. it's all he talked about. Mm-hmm. And you could sense this sort of, I don't know, if it was a burnout or if he was, you could tell... He was kind of getting tired or just like, is it going to happen? And he was obsessing over it. And that's not really probably mentally great. It's probably not awesome for his psyche. No, no. And he's going for it. And he's Javari Parker right there, miss at the end. Mm -hmm. Jaleel Okafor, Cliff Alexander. Mm Mm-hmm. Give me some more names, Matt. Josh Jackson. Josh, Jackson's Josh one. Jackson. Yes, that is the other one. Josh Jackson. We always miss like one major one whenever we talk yeah. about this and do this game. Yeah. And I'm excited to find out who we missed uh, on Twitter. Vernon tomorrow, Carey. Ver- um, thank- yeah, that's one. Okay, we got the holy trinity of Josh I, Jackson, Jabari Isaiah Parker, Jackson. Vernon Carey. Yeah. Oh, God. Stewart. Isaiah Stewart. Bruce yeah, uh, yeah. Bowen. Tugs Bowen. <laughs> Which, well... Yeah, that's a weird one. <laughs> that's, a, that's a little unique. Anyway, Tom Izzo has spent, like... Or t- uh, Tyus Jones. Mm-hmm. Tyler uh, Eulis. Jace, Jace Howard. Jace right? Howard. The, the, the classics, of yeah. course. <laughs> he spent the better part of a oh, decade... Oh, Caleb Swanigan. That, that's one more. Caleb, Caleb Swanigan. Swanigan. There yep. you go. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. He spent a decade... Coming so close to landing so many big time recruits, and he's gotten plenty of good players, and there's been plenty of success. Right, yeah, yeah. You, you always have to disclaim that, of course. Yeah, but he's but God. With just, that said, <laughs> it slipped through his fingers so many times. Mm-hmm. And what has happened in the last uh, a year, year and a half, and this is like a credit to the program, and a credit to him, and a credit to to all of it. But like Cassius Winston. 
And maybe it starts with like Miles too, like that whole class, like Miles, Cash, Langford, like coming in, like starting with them, and really everyone who's kind of been brought in. Bingham Brown, you can see it. It's right. just happier. Not that it wasn't super happy, but there's just more positive energy from the players. There seems to be more like expression of love constantly. Like you just, it's impossible not to see it. Um, and, you know, after some of the you know stuff that happened in 2010, 11, 12, some of the, the rough spots, it wasn't always great, but it was usually solid. It just feels like the last couple of years it's been especially good. Three straight Big Ten titles, mm-hmm. a really nice tournament run, an incredible tournament run. Very just, rootable team. Yes. Like, listen, all, all MSU teams are, are rootable in, in their own ways, but like, yes. man, these last two years, it, it felt like that on a different level. Like all, what you're yeah, saying. an all-time team. Like his second most beloved team ever. I think mm-hmm. that's fair. And yeah, it seems two, like, for sure. Yeah, and, and like you could, you really could make the argument for the, the national championship team despite the fact that one won the title and one lost in the Final Four because of the people and just how – Incredible they were as, as kids and representatives of the university and, and all that. You can make mm-hmm. the argument. I'm not yeah, sure definitely. I'm going to, but yeah, top two team ever. And it just, it seems like he's been more rejuvenated. And then this offseason, he lands a generational talent. Right. Like the generational talent of generational talents, best since LeBron James. Yeah. Right. Then he immediately after that pulls another five star. Over whatever school. Just name a school. Uh, Kansas, why not? We, we don't give that <laughs> I don't know. D- Duke. Um, Ohio State, I think, was in his final group. Too. It doesn't matter. Um, pulls Max Christie, another five-star. And then a couple weeks later, lands his third five-star in 29 days. Yeah. Like, this is a guy who spent a decade grinding away at a second title, trying to get these generational players these top five top 10 top 15 players got a couple missed on a lot more and is now just crushed a month of getting three straight bang 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 and the program i don't know has it ever been in a better spot honestly like the have you ever had a moment where you're looking like the next two years have the chance to be absolutely incredible. I'm sure. Maybe, been, like, yeah. After the 09 season, perhaps. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or like the 08 season. Um, but yeah, it's been far and few between. And yeah, it is crazy from you go. I think it was that one year where he did strike out on Tyus Jones and then Tyler Ulas and then had to settle with Tum Tum. Mm-hmm. And at that point, it's like, well, it, like, does he still have it on the recruiting trail? Like, maybe this isn't just for him in general. And now that fast forward to today where we just got our fifth five-star in four weeks. And honestly, it was kind of subdued. It was like, yeah, this yeah. is just what happens. That's yep. right. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> this is this is just old hat for us now. Like, it's, it's crazy. State. It's insane to, to see, like, where we are now. Here's it's insane. Here's Michigan State's 2013 recruiting class. Yeah. Recruiting has always been solid for him. Like, it's been probably an eight and a half out of ten. Gavin Schilling, three-star, 134 in the class. Mm -hmm. Alvin Ellis, three-star, 317 in the class. Matt Van Dyke, not anything. Like, that was 2013. Yeah. 2014. Yeah. Yeah. 
Tum Tum, Marvin Clark. Tum Tum's 103 in the class. Marvin Clark's 178 in the class. Javon Bass is 150 in the class. Man, man, wow, yeah. And now here we are. Yeah, getting like, the the number one, number five, and number fifteen recruits in program history in the two four seven composite era. I should say, so maybe not history, but history back to two thousand three. Yes, you don't want to make that mistake. No, so yeah, just you know, three of his top fifteen recruits in the last seventeen years. That's it's it's just it's just casual now. It, it's casual. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, man, like, and, and we, we talk about it all the time, like when we have former players on, like. The family atmosphere. And I think that's a big reason, too, because that family atmosphere is just parlayed and exponentially grown year by year. And, like, old players coming back, kids are buying into it. it. I think that has something to do with the recent success, too. And just what you're saying earlier with the health of the program, like, it all goes back to that family atmosphere. I know it's cliche. I know it's cheesy as hell. But, like, I truly think there is something to that. And that's why you see guys coming back, sticking around, and wanting to come to MSU. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Boache finally has a composite ranking. Oh, does he really? Look at the timing. Look at the no, timing. He's not a five star anymore. He's a five star in 24 7. So, All right, restart the podcast. Restart the podcast. Damn yeah, it. All right. Um, Take it from the top. No, he's. he's Did a, Tom Izzo swing and miss on Boche? <laughs> let's, let's talk about it. He, uh, he will be a five star once things are fixed. Um, yes. He would have crushed the summer circuit this year. And yeah, he's just not been out there uh, enough. He's a five star. Don't 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 worry, guys. He's a five star. Watch, watch just a highlight film. And <laughs> enough said. Just one. Yeah. So it's just been really cool the last month to watch Izzo like win, win, win. Three straight big wins. Three straight recruiting battles. Or I don't even know if they were battles, but like just three straight big recruiting wins. For them, yeah. and then yeah, you look and you're like, man, 2021 has a chance to be his best class ever. And this is a guy who's been coaching the team for like 27 years. Yep, right. <laughs> that's saying, a, and won a lot. So that's saying a lot. Um, and yeah, you, you've got generational talents. You've got multiple potential lottery picks coming down the pipe. A number one overall pick, who's going to be the first since Magic to be the number one overall pick from MSU. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that has the potential to be really special, and it's really cool, and thank God it's happening because everything else sucks. Demon sperm, what is going on? Hey, you know what? It's going to be a Spartan, though. Demon sperm aside, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's going to be a Spartan. We should, like, demon sperm is hails from a doctor who I, I don't know if they're even a doctor. Oh, I don't even know the backstory on this. I, oh, I didn't you even don't? click the check. No, oh, I didn't even click the check this one. It was a doctor who was saying the hydro whatever drug is, is actually the cure for COVID. Okay. Uh, and then someone found out that this particular doctor believes that ovarian cancer is caused by having sex with demons. <laughs> uh, I'll prove him wrong. Okay. And that just goes to show you anyone can become a doctor. You just got to... Give the right amount of money to the right people. Okay, I'll give it a shot tomorrow. Yeah. So, all right, that's going to do it for us here on Locked on Spartans. Uh, we've got a football recruiting thing we should probably talk about tomorrow, Matt. We'll dabble in that. Why not? Yeah, it's happening Friday, but I think we should talk about it. Or maybe just you dabble in it because I will be running before that. So if you don't hear from me, you know precisely <laughs> where I am. I'm hanging out with Regis. That's oh, too soon. Rest, rest, rest in, in peace. peace one time. No, great man. Oh, he was the best. Um, and his love for the Wu-Tang Clan <laughs> is my favorite thing ever. Yeah, um, yeah. It's very strange. Actually, it's not strange. It's very awesome. Okay. Anyway, 
we're going to do that. Uh, we'll talk about anything else that uh, pops up between now and then, and maybe we'll play a game of a game. I think Ooh. we should do that, a game game. Okay, yeah. We'll do a game game. All right, sure. thanks so much for listening. Remind you to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get your podcast. Matt, take us home. Rest in peace, Regis. Go Green.